You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. You know what today is? Yeah, happy 400th episode. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, enough celebration. <laughs> Where's the, the, the fireworks? And just pretend, you know, we don't have sound effects. We're not, we're not Guy Thurl. <laughs> That's true. I can put him in later if I remember. There we go. You got some new toys? I did for my husband. Yeah. What we ended up doing. Husband air quotes. Yeah. (laughs) What we ended up doing is I think we had talked about we were going to finish the basement. Mm -hmm. And then we got the price of it and we said, We're not finishing the basement. So we met with some neighbors and a couple of them just had electricians come in and put outlets. Mm -hmm. I said, That's a really good idea. So I brought Tom back over and I said, What do you think of this? And he's like, okay. And then another neighbor, what they did is they had the outlets put in, they threw some area rugs down, they got a TV in there. And during COVID, when their grandkids came over, because our basements are very long, the kids were able to ride their bikes up and down in the basement. Oh, get they were out. able to play down there. And it was great. I thought, bingo, here we are. Uh-huh. So we had the electricians over last week. I had them put in about 20 outlets all around the perimeter of the walls, which was great. Then we went out and we bought a 55-inch Roku TV, an LG soundbar, and then a three-shelf TV stand. Nice. Which, once once we got it all back home, I said to Tom, leave me. <laughs> let be, let be, me put it together. Be gone. Call you when I need you. <laughs> and what they did with the TV stand is they have an app called Built, B-I-L-T, I believe it's called. Let me look on my phone here. Yep, B-I-L-T. And you you download that app, and then you type in the name of the product you're putting together, and it gives you a little video. Oh, that's cool. Of how to do it, which which was very helpful, but it was different than what the instruction manual said. Nothing huge, but little things like if the instruction manual said, put on the left leg, then the right leg, the video would say, put on the right leg, then the left leg. Hmm. It had me put the shelving in a different order. So if the direction said do ABC, the video said CBA, but it didn't affect anything. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, whoa, wait a minute. So we got that all put together. The app has a lot of good reviews. That's pretty cool. Build app, huh? What, what, uh, kind, of, what kind of, yeah, I have it. It's B I L T. I, I typed in B-U-I-L-T in it and found it. 3D interactive instructions. I wonder where yeah, they... So you can make it bigger. You can flip it. Yeah. And like when I open it up, it says registered. And it's got, you know, Whalen Furniture 3-in-1 TV console. It's got this, you know, the model numbers that I added it on June 29th. Mm. That's pretty cool. I, did, I didn't make an account, but I could sign in. I could have a list of all my different uh, products that I'm using with that. Was there a QR code or something on the box? Like, how did you find out about this app? It told you on the box, if you want a video of this, okay. download the Built app on, you know, the Apple, on uh, Apple or on Google. Uh-huh. So I said, okay, let me do it. That's interesting. I bet you, I bet you there's enough companies. I, I'm just guessing based on, based on what I'm seeing here. I imagine that they probably save a lot of cost and not having to print out all the instructions. And then, like, they're, you know, in the language of your choosing and all that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, 
most of the stuff I buy is probably not going to have built instructions, but maybe we'll start. Well, this had, this had full instructions, Hmm. but sometimes you looked at it and went, well, do you mean this or do you mean that? Mm -hmm. And I could look at the video and go, oh, okay. That's what they meant. And, you know, you can scroll, you can zoom in and scroll out and you can flip it around so you can see what the back looks like and get a better view. Oh, so there's not somebody actually like, you know, giving a tutorial of how to build it, but it's a 3D modeling well, they do give you the voice, you know, that you have the, the computer voice. Uh-huh. Now pick up oh. yeah, uh, I'm looking piece at the preview. A huh. and screw in with piece B, you need three number two screws. And what the other thing that I've noticed lately with putting things together is the screws that they give you. It's no longer just a mishmash and you have to go and separate them all Mm -hmm. and look at the picture and go, well, I think this is screw A and I think this one is screw B. They have this big, long uh, thing of plastic Mm -hmm. and it will have everything like lollipops and it will be separated. So it'll say, this is A, this is B, this is C. So you just cut open what you need when you need it. We just bought some, um, I I bought them for my vanity. I have a set of uh, two drawers that are four drawers each and it was very similar to that it didn't have a video or anything like that but the instructions were really straightforward it was like it was like that app but in paper form and they did the same thing and i really appreciated that each little baggie was so each of the parts were numbered one through 14 and then all of the the, the hardware the screws and stuff they were all labeled with letters and i thought that was pretty clever like make yeah. the parts numbers and the hardware letters and it went in order It was really easy to put together. The whole family pitched in and we got it done. Yeah. So now you have your TV stand all built and it's working the way you want. Yeah, and the other thing that they did is they gave you two strips of of the screws and the washers and whatnot. One was to put the stand together and one was dependent on how you were going to put your TV. Mm -hmm. Are you going to wall mount it? Are you going to put it on the legs and just place it on the top shelf? Or are you going to put it on the floating bar that went behind the stand, Ooh. which is what we did? Uh-huh. That sounds. You know, we thought this. We thought it would go up and down, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just gives you the option of where you want to put the TV, high, medium, or low, mm-hmm. within that bar. So we have more leftover screws than we actually used. Oh, <laughs> because it all it all depended on how I you see. wanted to mount okay. the TV. Yeah. So you know, I I, I kept everything. Usually, leftover you know. screws is not what that means. <laughs> a, a lot of them. And the yeah. only thing that made me really nervous was you put on you had the bar uh-huh. on the back of the stand, then you put on I forget what it's called, but the thing that makes the TV rotate left to right. Okay. You screw that in. Then you put the rectangular mount on. Oh. Now you have to lift the TV and put it on the and mount. And you did this all yourself? Oh, yeah. I said, <laughs> well, I had Tom. At that point, I yeah, had Tom. Yeah, I was going to say, I wouldn't I be able to lift, lift that the TV all up by myself. myself. And I'm just going, I mean, oh I know God. you work then, out. <laughs> <laughs> it, too bulky. Yeah. And what you do is the top of the TV has like an angle on it and that goes over the mount and then underneath were upside down screws. So you oh. just screw that into the mount. And even after, after Tom screwed everything in, I wouldn't let go of the TV. I was too afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop. Right. Fall flat on its face. <laughs> yeah. But so I got the, I got the sound bar hooked up. Um, I got the, uh, you know, I had to log into everything again, yeah. you know, MLB and Amazon, and da, 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 da. Right. so I log into everything. Because um, this is a Roku else. 
A Roku. It's a Roku TV. So it's got it's, it's a built Roku in. You don't need a branded TV. No stick. No little hockey puck. No. Okay. But it. But the remote looks exactly like a Roku remote. Mm-hmm. And then all you have to do is just like any other TV, you go to whatever HDMI port you need to go to get the sound into the sound bar. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get it to work through HDMI, so I just used the optical cable. Oh, okay. And I have it set up through that way. So I have the sound set up through the optical cable. Did it come with its then own what? HDMI cable? No. You had to go buy one? No, I had I had a couple. Oh, okay. So you might want to check that. Um, probably audio nerds might say that HDMI is the superior because that's the, the latest format. But you have to have the right HDMI cable. It has to be able to pass sound through it. Not all HDMI yeah. cables are created equal. For our purposes, optical cables. Because yeah, it's, in, it's in the basement. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. As long as Tom can hear it, <laughs> it's whatever he's watching. And the sound bar, you can change the sound if you're watching a movie, right. if you're watching sports, if you're watching a concert, if you're just watching a TV show with just regular dialogue. Yeah, you know, so you too. can change that if you want to. And I did listen and just like, eh, mm-hmm. I have it set for clear. Mm-hmm. Now, the LG sound bar. That manual doesn't tell you squat. <laughs> it just basically says, plug it in. Here, you're on your own. <laughs> so th- that one, I downloaded out. The, the online manual. Mm-hmm. Because what, it gives you a remote, but it doesn't tell you what the buttons on are on the remote. Yeah. And, what, and then, when it, then when you click on everything, it's like, well, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I downloaded that and I read that through just, and I tested different things. And I showed Tom how to Bluetooth your phone to the speaker. Yeah. So now you can, very play, you can play music from Apple Music for, or something. For, first, yeah, first he stared at me. Wow! Like, like, what is this sorcery? What? No, like, <laughs> what did you just do, and why do I want to do it? <laughs> but then one day he says, "How do I get my phone on Bluetooth or whatever, whatever it is that you call it?" I'm like, okay, this is what we do. Oh, gotta love our hubbies. <laughs> I know. And then I showed him how to do it, and he's like, <gasps> "Isn't that isn't that the best when you can actually get your husband to like something, like 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 a new feature that you set up?" And then they ask you, "Wait, how do you do that?" Oh, you want to yeah. know now, do you? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you got to download the app. That's the strange thing about the LG app. Like right now, if I open the so LG the, app, you said the TV's Roku nothing. branded. It's not an LG TV, but it's an LG no. soundbar. Correct, because we went to Best Buy, Uh and that's what they recommended, because it was, I don't know, $50 more than the one we were looking at, and he showed us, he brought us over to a display, and he goes, here's this one, and he played it, and then he goes, here's the LG, we just went, oh, okay. It's worth the extra 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no... Mm -hmm. There's no question. This one's better. That's great that you could actually get a demonstration of it. Yeah, and it was only two hundred bucks, so it wasn't ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you can you can spend upward into the high high you know eight hundred nine hundred thousand dollars. Like no, yeah, no, but that no, would no. be for upstairs. That's that's we're we're just not yeah we're not audiophiles that way. I want to be able to hear it, right. but you can play music it, down there, so that's nice. Oh, I can play a lot of music down there because I've got that. <laughs> I have um, all, my all your dots. <laughs> That's the Echo Dot move down there okay. because I've got the HomePod Mini. Uh-huh. I also set up my stereo. 
nice down there. My old record, your player, record player, like the one, yeah. the one piece. Yeah. Now that the electricity's in, the one piece that has the turntable on the top, and then the side by side cassette and the tuner. Uh huh. Yeah, I, yeah, old school. Right? Yeah, I've got that down there too. <laughs> and when I played it, I thought Tom was like, he just <laughs> wait. Is this Elisa's uh, man cave or is this? Tom's man cave. <laughs> no, this is his, okay. but I have it down there anyway. You're renting space from him, huh? In fact, I ordered and I just got today some some cubbies. Uh-huh. They arrived today, I love so the cubbies. we're done recording. We got to run down there and just bring the box down so tomorrow I can put it together, put more albums in there. And my CD, uh, my my CD player won't open. Uh oh. So I figured, you know, I've had this since 1987. Uh huh. I guess it's okay to buy a new one. <laughs> And what happened when you tried to buy a new CD player? Oh, we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay. I was going to say, the look on your face says that it wasn't as easy as no. it used to be in 1987. Oh, no, no. It's super easy. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Super easy. Yep. What are you going to tell me about your HomePod? There's not a whole lot to say. I bought it. Yeah? You didn't play with it yet? You didn't set it up a home? Oh, yeah. It's, okay. it's over here in the corner. It's set up. The one thing I do like about it is I can... Um, All right, you heard it, folks. She likes something about it. <laughs> this episode, next episode, she'll like something else about it. Let me see. Where is it here? My home. Hmm. So in the home app, why does you it, have it set up. Why does it say my HomePod is paused? Yeah, mine always says that, too, when it's not playing. Oh, okay. That's normal. I'm l- what I'm looking for, okay, now where did do you I find do it again? the latest oh, update? Because uh, since it's out on the shelf, there's probably been two updates to it. You know where to get to that? No. Yeah, you should probably update that. What I do like, okay, I finally found it. The climate. It's yes. telling me what the temperature See? and humidity Told is. Yeah, isn't that cool? Temperature and humidity. And then you can talk to it. And so where is it placed now? Over here next oh, to me. Oh, it's in it's in your it's in your office. Okay. It's in my office. Did you tell it that it's in the office? Like in your home app? Did you Yes. Okay. So you could say, Hey S lady, what's the temperature in my off in the office? Mm-hmm. Or what's the humidity in the office? And it'll tell you because that's where the sensor is located. Oh, here it is. Software update. Mm-hmm. It says software update will be updated automatically. Okay. Yeah, just- and it is it says all up to date. Oh good. Okay. Yeah, it might have detected it during setup, and it probably downloaded it. But yeah, that's yeah. that's where to check for that when they come out. The last couple of updates were rough. Um, I think things are knock on wood. Things are finally ironed out. But for a while there, it was really messed up. Like I couldn't add my husband on as a, an account holder, and and other people were experiencing the same thing. So it was definitely something borked in the update. But hopefully, it's it's better now. So you're just using the HomePod to tell you the climate, and you play Apple Music with it? I haven't in a week, but... (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is, when I listen to Apple Music, I'm doing it through my computer, which is right here. Yeah, but you can just talk to it and tell it to play something, just like you would with an Amazon. Or or you can be playing it on your phone and have it sent over there. Or you can go into the Music app... And check the boxes to have the sound coming through the HomePod mini and your computer speakers. And then you could fill the room with sound. That'd be fun. It's a pretty well, powerful we, speaker. We are in the process of getting ready to build the sunroom onto the house. Oh, wow. Okay. We're in the like very, very early stages. I'm debating if I'm just going to move the HomePod out there mm-hmm. once it's finished. Mm-hmm. 
I have. Sounds like it's going to be. It's not going to be relegated to the sunroom, is it? We plan on spending a lot of time oh, out okay. there, so it's not going to be relegated. It'll, it'll be. It'll be centrally featured. Because I can also move my Sonos. I have all these different I speakers. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of rooms in which to put them. <laughs> you have a speaker problem. Yeah. Now the other thing that we bought for the basement is the flat panel, four foot by one foot wide ceiling lights. Oh, okay. When I called, when I spoke to the electrician, I said, if we buy lights, will you install them? And they said, yeah, sure, no problem. So they did four of them. We, we still have to do one more because one of them was defective. So I'm waiting for the electrician to, you know, to get some time into their schedule and pop up or pop over and pop that last one up. But these are Wi-Fi enabled. Oh, cool. And when we were at Lowe's looking at them, of course, I got the rolled eyeballs again. How come I can't just turn the lights on and off? Uh-huh. Like, I can't turn the lights <laughs> on and off. But the way we can do this is we have one, we have two on one side of the basement on its own switch. We have two on the other side, eventually three, with its own switch. I said, what if you're watching TV, you forgot to turn the lights off on the other side, you don't feel like getting out of your chair, uh-huh. you can just open the app, turn off the lights. Right. But can you talk to it? Is it, ho- no. it HomeKit compatible? No. Darn it. But we have an app, and that will change the color. So yes. it'll go from warm to bright. Yeah. It will also do the intensity. Yep. So I said, you know, for example, you're watching TV and I have everything nice and bright because that's how I like, I like light to be nice and bright. But you want a light on, but you don't want to be that bright. You can just open the app. You can lower the intensity and it doesn't have to be on all of them. I have all of them set up individually. Yeah, I mean, and I'm even individual- lazier than that. I don't even bother with an app. I can talk to each lamp. Yeah. <laughs> Tell it what I uh, want. They have individual names mm-hmm. so yep. that he can just say, well, I want the one above me to be lower mm-hmm. so he can lower that one and keep the other ones bright if that's what he wants. And at first it was the rolling of the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Then after the electricians came, I showed him how I got them all online and I showed him how it worked and I downloaded the app and I had to set up an account for him, but I, I made him a member of the household right. so that... <laughs> He could do the same thing I could do. And he looks at it and he goes, I have to admit, this is kind of cool. <laughs> Elisa scores points. <laughs> I said, I told you. Could you imagine if Tom and Nate got together? <laughs> my wife made me download this stupid app. Yeah, well, my wife made me, makes me talk to them. <laughs> Now, he does like the MyQ app in the garage because he has it set up for notifications every time it opens and closes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So he gets a little ding on his phone so he knows that he closed the garage or I was was on my way home or whatever. I'm like, I don't I don't bother with that. Yeah. I don't need that. (laughs) That's not your domain. It's like, I don't care. That'd be so hilarious if you get them both to like appear on the podcast, even for like just 15 (laughs) minutes to just dish on us. Yeah, Kvetch. Kvetch, exactly. Yeah. That's funny. So tell me about this Good Earth Lighting app. Is that the app? Mm-hmm. Now, I can't do anything with it right now because the lights aren't on. Mm-hmm. Let me look. But he can still flip a switch to turn them on and off, right? Like a cave person. Yeah. So you can't... I can't turn it on. Hmm. 
Hmm. I'm like holding it right now. I can't turn it on myself. Hmm. So right now, when you look That's at so it, so you it can't shows... mess with them while he's down there, and like so you can't. Can... Well, I can't turn them on, but I can turn them off. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But it looks like it says voice control. You could connect it to your Alexa, and it says in in the screenshot, Alexa set basement light to blue. That would be fun. Oh, okay. I haven't done that. Oh, you'll have to play with that and tell me how that works out. Because I, 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 I love talking to my house. I just do. <laughs> that sounds bad well, when this, it comes out. But. This was a pain in the neck because in order to get Tom onto my account, because mm-hmm. I, I, I was afraid that if I had his own account, it wouldn't let him do anything because it's going to say, Elisa already is in control of these lights. Yeah. And having him as a separate user mm-hmm. might have messed things up. So I invited him to my home. But being... You had to jump through hoops and like try to figure out this app, how it's done. So that wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once I finally did it, then I was able to invite him. Oh, yeah. Third-party voice services, Alexa. Huh, I wish okay. it was HomeKit compatible. That would be cool. Light by furnace. Please pay attention. Device offline notification. Hmm. This Oh, you can install it on your Mac too. Oh no, sorry. It says only iPhone. I don't understand that about the Mac App Store. I clicked on that link, I opened it up on my Mac, and it says get, but then it says designed for iPhone, not verified for Mac OS. But yet I could click get. That doesn't make any sense. Why would they have that button enabled? Mm. I don't know. I mean I haven't given this a lot of, you know, really looked into it. Maybe there is a way to turn on the lights manually, you know, via the app. I don't know. I know I can schedule them to turn on and turn off at certain times. Anytime I'm going to buy something that has an app involved, I always go to the app store and I read like the most recent reviews And I look at the star rating, I look at how often it's been updated. So for example, like this one was updated. It's the good earth lighting, it was updated seven months ago. Uh, The mix, it says 4.0 out of five stars. Sort by most recent. Oh, interesting. (laughs) So that's interesting. There's only one rating when you're looking at it in the Mac app store, but then I had it open on my iPhone and now it says 4.4 out of five. That's interesting that the ratings would be separated between Mac OS and iOS. So I go to, I go to the ratings and then I sort it by the most recent because sometimes what'll happen, see like they're saying app does not work, not working, horrific updates, not working after I updated the app. So there must have been an app, uh, an app update that broke something. And that's usually what I look for. And these Mm -hmm. are all recent as you know, they recent as of Saturday. So these are all recent, they go back to it looks like it looks like there was an app update. Yeah, seven months ago. So they're all one star reviews. Um, Evidently, back in January, and then what will happen sometimes is somebody in the comments will be nice enough to write a very uh, helpful review. So this person said, I had an issue pairing my device with my iPhone initially, but after deleting the device from the app and repairing it, it began to work. 
I appreciate the app developer emailing me and helping me solve the problem. So that was back in January. So someone figured out, so these other poor souls couldn't figure out that you needed to delete it and reinstall it. And that, that does happen to be the case a lot of times when you're having a problem with an app, I've noticed, that sometimes you just need to delete the app and restall it. You know, I just had to do that with one password. So just in case this ever creeps up for you, because I was reading in the community, in the forum, you know, where they talk about, I don't know if you've ever been in there. Um, yeah. I kept having this issue where, I forget what it said. It would have, there was like a little cloud icon and it would say offline. It would say, and it was for two things. It would say the following items, like something to this effect in the Spurvage, the following items could not be synced to other devices. And, and it said, you know, view offline items or something to, the, to something to that effect. And every time I went to view it, it had something to do with my recovery key, I believe, for my Apple ID. And it wouldn't, it would just go back a screen. I'd tap it to view it, but then I couldn't do anything about it. So I put up with it for about a day because I just, I was just busy. It wasn't happening, thankfully, on the Mac or the iPad, but it was happening on my phone and that's where I use it the most. So that was very frustrating. It was just one of those things where I had to just like, okay, okay, get out of my way, get out of my way. I don't have time to deal with this. And then finally, I decided to dig into it, and I read something on Reddit, and then I read in the forums, and people were saying that you had to sign out of the app and then back into the app, and another person said they deleted it. And that was only one person, but I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do both. So that's what I did, and I signed out, and then I – oh, I know why. I had to delete the app. I figured that out on my own before I even read that somebody else deleted it because then I, I researched later to find out what other options people were exploring and deleting the app and reinstalling it was one of them. But I had figured it out before I read that because you and I share a vault. You know, you're sharing your the Kikishuever vault from your family library. Yeah. Well, when I signed out of the app and went to sign back in, it would not let me get to my own account. I had to keep signing into the one that you shared with me, but then it wouldn't go anywhere. Like it was, it was very glitchy. It was, it did not make any sense. And just intuitively, I know from having experience dealing with these kinds of things, I thought, well, I'm going to have to delete the app and reinstall it. And I thought, you know, I felt confident in doing that, that I wasn't going to lose anything because everything synced across two other devices. You know what I mean? I have it on my iPad and my Mac. Now, that would be really scary if I was somebody like, say, my dad or, you know, somebody who's only using it on an iPhone. I would be like, what's going to happen, you know? Mm, yeah. But I had confidence in doing it because I had it on, you know, I knew I could access it online in the web interface. I knew I could access it on my Mac in the app and in my iPad on the app. So I felt safe in deleting it and reinstalling it. So that's what I had to do. I had to delete the app then. And then I could sign back in. I didn't have to go through the QR code scan. I didn't have to. I think I did have to enter the security key, but I have that. I have that in a vault where I can copy and paste it. So that wasn't a problem. I mean, it saw everything and I was able to just copy and paste the the security key. I think I can't remember now. Did I go to my Mac and then copy it there and paste it? Because, you know, it's like what? 28 characters or something. It's really long. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. I think I might have done that. I think I might have actually used continuity because that sounds like something I would do. I think I used continuity and I copied the long security key from my Mac and then pasted it into the field on my iPhone. So again, you know, your mileage is going to vary. If you have multiple devices, then this is probably safe to do, but it's going to be a little, a little harrowing if you're only on an iPhone or only on an iPad. But that's what you do if you have that 
problem is you have to sign out and delete the app, reinstall it, sign back in, and then everything was perfect again. I also had, uh, I didn't mean to turn this into a one password grape session, but um, just now that I'm thinking about it, I also did have an issue after that with the one password uh, Safari extension. I thought, uh oh, here we go again. Like, remember how that was problematic? And to, yeah. to fix that, I went into Safari preferences or settings now it's called, and I unchecked the extension. And then I quit Safari, and then I relaunched it, and I rechecked the extension, and now it works fine. Um, and the only thing that isn't working again, which I probably have to go back in and toggle another switch, is unlock on my Apple Watch. So that I will go in and toggle, and hopefully knock on wood, that'll that'll fix that problem. So it was just one of those things where you had to like sign out, sign back in, or delete the app and, and sign back in. So that could be something you might face when you start tinkering around with that that app for the lights, the good earth lighting app, because that's what at least one reviewer is saying, or you could be at the mercy of the developer and hope that they just have to update the app if you're still having problems with it. Well, so far, so good. Now, the one problem that I did have was getting it set up, no matter what I did, it just wouldn't accept it. Mm. It kept saying offline, offline wouldn't accept it. So I call. And oh, so they have good customer service? Yeah, I mean, it was that was good. There was an eight hundred number right there. Oh well, that so I call and I said, you know, I the, my lights are installed and it's just not connecting to my app and I I have Wi Fi. I don't know what the problem is. Blah blah blah. And I think it was the second phone call. I forget what the first phone call told me to do, but it didn't work. And I'm I think I'd already done whatever it was she told me to do. The second time, I said I have an Eero, so I know I've got. Um, the signal. And she said, well, do you have a dual band? I said, yes. She says, that's the problem. It's probably pushing out a five gigahertz. It needs a 2.4. So at first I'm thinking, okay, I must need a guest network, but the guest network isn't necessarily a Mm 2.4. So what she said to do was call my ISP have them turn off the five gigahertz signal for about an hour to let me hook everything up. I said, oh, my ISP. Yeah, no, they don't do that. Wouldn't <laughs> I just do that through my router? Yeah. And she said, oh, no, you have to call your ISP, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, mm, you don't know who you're dealing with. <laughs> I don't think so. But I said, okay, yeah. thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll call them now. Like, okay. Yeah. So I opened up my Eero and I'm looking around, poking around, and I started to look at the guest network. And then I saw troubleshooting, and I went there, and then I saw call support. I said, okay, let me call support. And what they, I told them what was going on, and they said, oh, yeah, you can turn it off. This is how you do it. You go into, if you have your Euro app, you go into settings, and then troubleshooting, and then you go into my, my okay, my, my device won't connect. And they give you two options. My device is 2.4 gigahertz only. My device can't detect Wi-Fi 6. You click on my device won't connect to the network. You temporarily pause 5G. You click that button and for 10 minutes, it pauses 5G. And then once you get that device online at 2.4, you can either just let the time, you know, the time uh, count out or you can go back in and you can say cancel and and have everything running again. And that was the ticket. That took care of it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, see, and that's I can do that in the TP link. I can go into the app and dig through a couple layers, and I can adjust the bands. So I could put a check mark next to, like right now, standard, it's 2.4 and 5 gigahertz. Or because like I, I had smart bulbs that I set up too. And I just know that from just doing it for clients and, and just for doing it, tinkering with this stuff for years, that things like bulbs or like say your Kindle, there are certain devices, even some printers, a lot of printers actually, will only operate on a 2.4 gigahertz band. Um, and you know why that is, is because a 2.4 gigahertz band has longer range. It might be a slower speed than the five gigahertz, but that doesn't matter for the type of devices you're connecting it. They don't require a lot of speed. What they require is consistent delivery wherever they're located. And so, you know, you think you're going to have you're going to have light bulbs or you might have a printer that's, you know, across the room or any other part of the house. You have your light bulbs kind of all over the house. So they need that long range. So they need to connect to that 2.4 gigahertz. Everything else, our other devices, they, they'll intelligently connect to the 5 gigahertz band unless you're in a, in a distant part of your property where only the 2.4 band reaches. So that's kind of the distinction. That's the difference between the two. Modern routers will unify that band and just create one SSID. So you, you know, you used to have to have a range extender. You used to have to have it set up where you had both bands visible and then you would manually switch to one depending on, you know, if you were having trouble connecting to the internet, you would connect to the one that has the better signal. But nowadays with beam forming and mesh and all that kind of stuff, it unifies the SSID, which you see in the network name, so that you only have one to select. And then your device, if it's modern enough, will intelligently select the band that it needs to be selected. But bulbs, on the other hand, I don't know when they're going to become self-aware. <laughs> but for the time being, we have to separate the bands somehow. And, and you found a way to do it, even if it was just temporary. I could actually toggle mine on and off and keep them on and off if I wanted to, which I don't. So I just do it temporarily. I do what you what your router does automatically on a time limit. I can do manually for however long I want to do it. Because sometimes, you know, you have a lot of bulbs to set up and it takes some time tinkering with them all because you have to like turn them off, turn them on, turn them off, turn them on in this this pattern to get it to connect, you know, to, to recognize that there's a signal and actually connect to it. So that's the reasoning for that. So keep that in mind going forward as you add devices. If you start, <laughs> if you start getting addicted to smart lights like I am, uh, then you'll know what to do because... It's probably going to happen again if you connect some other kind of lighting. That's just that's just how they work right now. So you have an Eero mesh router, and how long ago did you get it? It's, this is the second one. When did I buy has it? Has it been like two years? Because I think we're coming up on two years. Okay. I want to say it was in September of twenty one. I bought it, and so it's a Wi-Fi six mesh router so you must have gotten yes. a pretty you know high-end one back then because that's when i'm up against that's going to be my next project that i will be reporting back about is uh so remember our last episode where i was so rudely cut off by the internet outage mm -hmm. and i couldn't yeah. finish my thoughts and i had many of them uh so actually that outage was the result of cox upgrading the network around here so i now have double the speed i think i had 250 now i have like 500 
And it's a good thing that I went down a rabbit hole in researching modems because I own my own equipment, obviously. Uh, and I had just upgraded the modem to a 3.1 Doxis after I, oh my gosh. I, and this was like the third modem that I ordered because I ordered a replacement and then I found out that the replacement that I ordered had some kind of bad chipset in it through research after I had purchased it. And so I sent that one back and then I ordered another one that was recommended, but it was only 3.0 Doxis. I don't know what you, you own your own, your modem? No. Okay. That one you rent? But it, it but it comes, no, I don't rent it. It comes free with Spectrum. Oh, okay. So, but, but it's your ISP supplied modem. Okay. Yes. So then you're guaranteed to have something that's actually blessed by them and is working and that sort of thing. Whereas... I would if I rented from Cox, but I didn't want to spend that money. I wanted to save that money and buy other toys with it. So I had to do all the research myself. That's the trade-off. And so then I started researching a, a modem for a client, and I started asking around. And uh, one of my colleagues was like, no, you really should go with 3.1. I'm like, really? Because that's like, you know, I don't know, 80 bucks more or something. It was, it was a lot it was a lot more than I wanted to spend. But he said, trust me, they're going to roll out updates and you're going to wish that you had that. And he was right. So they did roll out the, the updates and I'm really glad that I that I upgraded, that I just bid it now and upgraded the modem. I mean, these modems, like, I think I had mine for five years, which is actually pushing it. And I'll tell you why, because when I went to disconnect the old modem to hook up the new one, I I, I disconnected it from the from the cables and then I, turn, I took it off the coax and... I heard this rattling noise, like something had broken off inside of it. So it just goes to show that sometimes the inter internal components just fail. And I guess they're just built for obsolescence. I mean, let's face it, that's just, that's just how it is. So now I'm having to come to terms with that when it comes to my router. I bought this TP-Link Mesh Deco M5, and I've only had it for three years. April was three years. I bought it back in 2020. And now, you know, I have this double the speeds, but do I get those speeds? No, I only get, I get less than half. So I get about 170 download. I still get 10 up, which is good, a little bit more, but I only get pretty consistently 171. When I do a test with everything connected, when I connect my Mac to the modem with just the cable, and of course our modern Macs don't have an ethernet port. So I have a converter that converts, I guess I want to say it's Thunderbolt three. It converts Thunderbolt to, to uh, ethernet. So I have an adapter and I plug that straight into, and I have uh, a good, I have good ethernet cables. I have uh, ethernet six. The, the other ones are all like five E, which is, is decent. Um, but six is, is what, you probably should get if you want to future proof things, which I did, you know, during the pandemic before all this stuff went down. And so I'm using that to test. And when I do that, I get like over 500. So I know that I'm getting the speed that I pay for. But then what happens is I think there's something causing a bottleneck. And what I haven't figured out just yet, because I have to go and unplug everything, you know, take the whole network down and then do it systematically, you know, one device at a time. What I have in the way of you know, in the pathway between the modem and everything else is, or I should say between the modem and the router, there is a switch, uh, a four port. No, it's a five port. I think it's a five port switch, not a hub, but a switch. So I have the, I have the modem connected to, I have the router connected to the modem. 
and then I have the the router yeah, the router connected to the modem, and then I have the router connected to the switch, I think is how it goes. You need like a flow chart for this stuff, basically. Um, but I'm pretty sure I have it set up correctly. And then the other thing that kind of gets in the way is we have the Eufy cameras, and they have their own home base, and that's also a router. So hmm. something is causing a bottleneck, and what I suspect it is, is that my mesh system is only Wi-Fi 5. And I have a sneaking suspicion that I have to upgrade to Wi-Fi 6. So I don't know, like three years? I mean, is this what we have to do? Is this our life now? Do we have to upgrade these expensive mesh systems every well, two to three years? Well, my Eero, I replaced, I just looked it up. I bought it in November. So it must have been a Black Friday deal at Amazon. So I bought it uh, November of 21. My original Eero, I bought September of 2016. So okay. it lasted five years. Okay, yeah. I didn't, technically, I did not need to replace it. But I did notice that things were getting oh, I a remember. little slower. Yeah, you were having a lot of and I thought, issues. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't owe me anything yeah. after five years. Right. So that's why I just, and, and of course, you know, the Black Friday sales and everything, it was a decent price. And I said, okay, let's just do it. I'm going to be checking around Prime Day to see if there's going to be any deals there. I'm kind of holding off on any purchases until that happens, but I'm going to try to keep my expectations low. So I might be up against having to upgrade the router. It just, it just disappoint me, disappoints me because I just feel like three years is such a low amount of time. I would like to see it have gotten five years, but maybe, I don't know, maybe at the time when I purchased it, I mean, let's face it, honestly, I probably cheaped out because things were really tight and they still are. And I really don't want to have to spend a whole lot because one of the things that gets me is like, you'll see these systems and they're hundreds of dollars and yeah, they might be really fantastic, but they're going to cover 5,000 square feet. I don't have 5,000 square feet of house to cover. It's all on one floor. Now, if we're talking about, you know, I guess maybe that would be good because maybe that means that it'll extend out the front of the property and the back of the property. Eh, that's still, I still don't think that's 5,000 square feet. So I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. I'm not really good at math. But um, I, I always thought that maybe, you know, you should buy for the amount of space that you're actually trying to cover with a little bit of extra. And that just seems overkill to me. But maybe they're just designing them so that they just blanket a really large area and you get what you get, you know, pitch a fit about it. So, yeah, so that's going to have to be an acquisition that I think I'm going to have to do soon. But I'm hoping that it's not the switch because, I mean, the switch is I bought the switch at the same time that I bought the mesh, the Deco M5. So that's, you know, I've had that for the same amount of time. I don't know that those things degrade. Those things are usually like they run for a long time. I don't know. I don't know enough about switches to know what their lifespan is and yeah, are they I've also never had one. are they also built for obsolescence? Maybe I, I could say that, you know, maybe I just don't need a switch. I just like having no, yeah, I do need one. You know why? Because the Philips that has to connect via Ethernet. And the home base should connect via Ethernet. It can connect wirelessly. You could even use it to extend your network, but it not being Wi Fi six, I'm gonna question that. But suffice it to say, I do need more Ethernet ports than what I have available between the modem, which only has one, and the mesh system, right. which only has that other port. So I still do need a switch to connect that stuff. And I have it connected, you know, nice and neat and tidy and everything's labeled and it's all mounted to the wall and everything. So I still need to have a switch in there. I can't just eliminate that. Oh, the things we have to think about to get this, to keep this house running, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> and and if Nate and Tom were listening into our conversation, they would be staring at each other. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. They'd be, what is the big deal? How about them Mets? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Nate wouldn't even because he's not a sports fan. He'd probably think about some kind of science experiment or something. <laughs> uh, so we talked about your lighting, your TV... Uh, your your lack of use of a HomePod Mini, which I have to work mm. on you a little bit longer. Okay. <laughs> what else do you have on on our list here? You've got a sharp CD player. Oh wait, well, you've got multiple CD players. What's going on here? Well, going back to what we talked about earlier about my CD player, I yesterday I said let me look on uh, Amazon and see what they've got. So I have a little Prime Day wish list. I uh huh. And okay. one of them. The, the the CD player that I have currently is this big, huge, rectangular box that sits underneath my stereo system. Okay. And you hit the button and it pops open the drawer. It's only one CD. And then it's got all these buttons for play and blah, blah, you know, yeah. play, rewind, blah, blah, blah. And then it's got a little window so you can see what track you're on. I just can't get the damn hmm drawer open it just keeps going do you think something happened during the move like something got adjusted that's what i was wondering too if maybe something got pushed around i don't know like i said earlier 35 years it owes me nothing and i won it so it didn't even cost me oh well there you go yeah so i said okay it's given up the ghost (laughs) so i looked and a lot of the cd players are boom boxes remember back in the 70s we had our boom box loved some our boom box walkman some of them look like weird shaped bluetooth speakers some of them look like the cd players i have i'm looking at some of them $300 i'm like no those people are no. dedicated like no nope, that's that's not what i want so the sharp i'm looking i'm just opening up my link here this one is $90 and currently has a $30 coupon for it, so it would really be $60. And it looks like a mini stereo system. Oh, they even it's have it in a, brown oak. That is nice. They've got it in different colors. It has good reviews. It In the center piece, looks like a stereo, except much smaller. And it has the slot for the CD with two speakers on either side. And these are the old school speakers. Yeah. The kind where you have to take the wires. Yeah, the two little. And put them in. The little fork. Yeah, which I just went through with my stereo in the basement, having to put those wires back in. It's a good thing I kept the manual because I couldn't figure out where the the wires went. Right. So I got the manual. Do you have a 5.1 system? Is it surround sound? This is is a. Oh, no, no, no. This is a Panasonic all-in-one turntable oh. double cassette tuner oh okay radio oh, tuner. Tuner. oh yeah this this is also oh yeah and it's got all the little the little holes the little jacks on the back and you have to know which one to put in there yeah, yeah. this this one's definitely old school mm-hmm. so this sharp like i said is 90 dollars. it has a usb port so you can play back mp3s it's got an fm radio and it's it has like a, a remote, little so baby do, stereo. <laughs> it's exactly what it looks like. Oh, baby. And then the other one is a Magnavox. Yeah, I'm looking at that one now, too. Which I'm looking at. That one is $48. It's not as and nice the, looking, though. I like the wood green on the other the, one. I'm trying to look at the remote. Okay, one of the differences that I was reading in the reviews is the remote on the Magnavox does not have a volume control. You have to physically walk over to the the unit to increase or decrease like a the volume. Person. I'm like, horrible. What? That's ridiculous. What? Get up <laughs> where the sharp has a yeah. 
remote where you can increase we and decrease have the volume. priorities, people. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> But it does the same thing. You can Bluetooth your phone to it. You can listen via uh, USB. So I'm not expecting either one of them to go on sale, to yeah. be honest. But I don't figured, like the Magnavox. Magnavox is a good brand, but I don't like the way that one looks. Yeah. I said, let me wait and see what happens on Tuesday and go from there. The other one's classier looking. Yeah. We'll see. Well, actually, I think the, I think the Magnavox looks nicer. It's more modern looking. It's more tech. But they're looking. roughly the same price, mm-hmm. so... Price really isn't a factor. And oh, they both have really can, good reviews. You can get it in rose gold. <laughs> oh, or white. There you go. Actually, the one I was looking at was silver. Yeah, that's yeah, the that one rose like gold. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah, no. I probably would get the silver. Yeah. That's we'll very, very pink. And then the other thing, I had two other things on my list. One is my younger son, my youngest, is into puzzles. He does a lot of puzzles. The one that he did... I know some people will not appreciate this. I do because of my sense of humor. <laughs> it's dogs pooping in a park. <laughs> it is hysterical. I mean, I was, we were at his house the other day and I'm in the bathroom and I look up and there it is on the wall. Well, that's an appropriate place for it. That's why he, that's why he put it there. It is hysterical. You've got all these different dogs in different positions and they're all pooping at the same time. It is hysterical. <laughs> we should put a link to that one in the show. Yeah. Oh, I can. I can. Because he bought he buys them all on Amazon. It was hysterical. So I was funny. looking at I was looking at puzzles and they yeah. have one called Greatest Rock Band of All yeah, Time Puzzles. It. It's really Greatest Rock Albums. Oh wow. And you can see it's Bruce yeah. Springsteen and Bon Jovi Van Halen, and Steely Dan and Hart and Boston. Fleetwood Mac and and I'm looking like I have that album. I have that album. I have that album. I have that album. That's great. So are you going to have them put it together and then glue it together and then frame it? Because that would be oh, great no, I art. I would do it. Oh, no, I would do it. Oh, you, you have yeah, to he some has help. some sort of shellac yeah. that he uses. And then he he shellacs the front and then he flips it over. So tell and me you're going to hang this. And, you're going to hang this down in the basement. Yeah. Yeah, this would be great no, art. I, I don't know. I don't know. There's nowhere to hang in the basement because it's all cement walls. Oh, okay. Would you put and, this in your and, office Or the then? insulation. I Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've got my cross stitch over there. I know you can't see it, but I hung up some of my cross stitch and I've got some yeah. of my Red Sox stuff over right. here. You should get me. a big, a big, like make it a big piece of wall art and then take all of your concert tickets and like line them around it and put it in a frame with a nice mat. That would be really cool. Do, do I, I see them. Do you see my, yep, my, I, my concert yep, tickets up there? I see them. <laughs> you just brought the whole Bolton board over? <laughs> I did. That's cool. Those are actual tickets. The ones from the the paper, that's on the floor over there under the TV. That I'll probably take apart because those are paper. Yeah. That's not the same. Yeah. I want the tickets. Could you cut the like the barcodes or something out of the paper and mount those? Like intertwined I, with the tickets just so you have a, you know. Oh, I'm not throwing them away. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're going to put but them they, in all the Apple boxes that you did throw away. <laughs> That's yeah. That's that's over there. <laughs> you, I still have. That, them over that's there. what I've done. I've like the the apple boxes. They're like nesting dolls. <laughs> I put them inside and, and of each see, other. Can you see the 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 mini? Yeah. Right. Where is it? Right there. Yeah. There's the HomePod mini box at the end of the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a very cute box. Yep. Got that. And then the last thing I have on my list, <laughs> we went to my brother and sister in law's house uh, for the weekend, which meant a day at the beach, mm-hmm. and they are into games now so we played a game called Rumacube. oh 
it's definitely not for two people. You have to have three or four people to play mm-hmm. because two people, it, it says two people. It also says ages eight and up. I don't think so. <laughs> it's hard to explain. It's a rummy game, but you know, you, you, you get 14 tiles and it's numbers one through 13 and there's four different colors and you have to do either three of a kind, which would be three different colors. So say the number one, it'd be three different colors of number one. Or you would do what they call a run, which would be two, three, four, yeah, or, you know, two, three, like, four, five, like six. Rummy. Or, or Rummy 500. And those, have to be, and those have to be the same numbers. So there was a little bit of a learning I like curve. This. But once we got past the first game, then we're like, okay, it clicks now. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of strategy involved. So we thought that was kind of fun. That's great. I'm putting that. I'm put. Yeah, you know, you're going to cost me money. I'm going to put that on my cart. <laughs> yeah. So that game is sixteen dollars, and I went to Walmart yesterday. It's also sixteen dollars at Walmart. It's on sale. It was like thirty-seven dollars. Yeah, it's it's sixteen dollars all the time. Mm-hmm. How long has this been out? Is this something new? When did this game come out? I'm going to look down in the in the details where it's yeah. Says... Um, 2018. Yeah. Okay. The reason I ask is because um, I don't know if you have stores like this, like a, uh, what would you call it? Like a secondhand store type of place. We have we have something called Bookman's out here. There's a chain and they have lots of used games that are, you know, gently used and they're all packaged and they're sealed and everything. And, you know, they make sure that all the parts are there and stuff. I wonder if this if this has been out long enough to show up there. Because we have credits <laughs> from from yeah, us selling be. stuff, it's one of those things where you know you don't exchange cash, but you get credits. So yeah. we have credits from from upcycling or recycling stuff. There, this would be a game that I would look for. I'm always looking for for games. That's yeah. cool. I'm glad you told me about that. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt to to call them. And now, when I was going through Walmart, I should tell Kurt very... about this. Kurt and his family love games. Yeah, they have a very small game section. Mm-hmm. And as I was walking through, I'm thinking, is it a small game section because people don't play games anymore? Or is it because more people just go to Amazon mm-hmm. or they go online to buy their games? They don't go into a physical store anymore. I worked at Toys R Us way back when in like 1990 to 92. And we had just had aisles of games. You wore the giraffe costume, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> You promise to never tell. <laughs> I don't think little kids listen to this, so. Wow. Your secret is safe. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing up in the corner here, they have a Rubik's Cube six-player edition, too, oh. for $29. Oh, that's cool. That that would be hard. Four people is enough. Four people is enough, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because that can take some time. The, the more players, the longer it gets. Like, the kids want to play Monopoly, and I kind of dread that. <laughs> It's just a long, yeah. it's like an all day Monopoly, game. the game, like I threw out the game of life. I'm like, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I threw out the game of life. That's funny. <laughs> Show title. I, I was going to say, yep. That sounds like- <laughs> My, our Monopoly is the board and all the pieces in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> right. Along with Parcheesi a game board and a Ziploc bag. Uh-huh. One of the games that we want to learn eventually, relearn Tom and I used to play it a lot when we were first married is backgammon. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I was going to say, I, I don't think I've ever played Parcheesi. Yeah, Parcheesi is an easy game. 
Backgammon was a simple game. I just have no memory whatsoever how to play. I'm sure if I just read something real quick, it'll all come rushing back to me. Yeah, it'd be like riding a bicycle. It'd be like playing bingo. (laughs) I do like bingo. I do like bingo. And I like Connect Four. I am trying to think. I'm trying to rack my brain. When we were talking last time... And I got cut off because the internet failed on me. I was I was on a roll about something, and it had something to do with the thermostat. And I can't remember what it was now. Oh, I do remember what it was, and I already did talk about it. It was, we were, I had been talking about solar, and I started to talk about how anytime you get something that requires an app, you should always go directly to the app store and read the reviews. Mm-hmm. And the guy who was trying to sell us solar, that made him really uncomfortable. <laughs> and I only hope that he took notes and was prepared to wrap that into his presentation for other people. Because, you know, it, it never fails. It's like somebody will come to try to sell us something and my husband and I will ask all these questions and we'll always get this like, oh, nobody's ever asked me that before. <laughs> it's like, do you know who you're dealing with? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. All right. So I got I got that out of my brain. So you've got a lot of uh, cool entertainment things going on in your basement. Are you ever going to leave the house? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> or just come over there and stay. That's, that's Tom's domain. I have to say, speaking of leaving the house, see what I did there? Uh, we did go on a vacation the other week. And that was when we were talking last and then the internet cut off. And the... I started to say that the reason for it was actually a good reason because they were upgrading the network. And then I told you about how I need to probably upgrade the mesh because I'm getting higher speed, which is great. Um, that internet outage did last for quite a few days. Um, it lasted wow. all that day. And it was kind of like spotty throughout the week. And the reason I know that, even though I wasn't at home, is because, and I said that I was going to do this, so I am reporting back to follow up. I am very happy, despite the internet outages, I am very happy that I got the remote thermostat and that I have the um, the HomeKit enabled devices. I have the Eufy cameras. It was really, really great, I have to say. And I, the re- that's the reason why I know there was an internet outage because there was I would get notifications when the devices went offline. Sometimes what that means is that, and especially if it was you know two or three in the morning and I check my notifications the next day, that usually means that there was a firmware update or, or there was an outage or something like that. And I had gotten several of these notifications and I thought, uh-oh, something's up. These devices are offline. You know, Thankfully, I have wonderful neighbors and we all look in on each other. I mean, they'll even come over, you know, pull your trash can out stuff like that and we're all pretty good about that so so that you know gave me some peace of mind because this is the first time we've left our our home in six years and we used to go on vacations every other year out to visit family and we just haven't done that because of you know pandemic and my husband's degree and all that kind of stuff so it was it was high time we really needed this vacation but one of the things that helped with my anxiety of leaving and leaving our brand new house behind and all of you know everything with it um, was having these cameras and having this this remote thermostat because remember I told you the story about how one time we went away for a long time and we just shut everything off and we came back to melted toilet rings yes I do (laughs) that was just terrible well this time so we did keep it at 80 degrees and what was cool about having that Honeywell thermostat and the app was I could I could actually so it all kind of worked together I could look into the Eufy app to view the cameras 
in HomeKit, I could look at the cameras and play back, you know, clips and things that the HomeKit uh, things, the settings that I have set up that they recorded. I could look inside the house. I could look outside the house around the whole property. Um, I could see when people, you know, were approaching the driveway. Sometimes, most of the time, it was like somebody walking their dog. A lot of times, the Eufy app, depending, and I actually like tweaked the, I tweaked the sensitivity settings. So there were times when it went off just because a car like turned around in the cul-de-sac and the the, the headlights triggered the cameras. So that was that was interesting. That gave me peace of mind knowing that it, it probably picks up a lot of stuff, even more so than I might have wanted it to, especially if I was at home. But being away, I did want to be alerted about that stuff. Um, but the HomePad Mini, because I have that in the middle of the house and I have the Home app, I could go into the Home app and I could see that the house was actually like at 82 or something like that. And I really wanted it to be at 80 because I'm just picky like that. And I and it more or less it was like, oh, let's let's see how this works. So I could tell that the temperature was set at 82. I had the thermostat set to 80, but what I really needed to do because it was so it's just been so god awful hot. There's been heat advisories ever since we came back. I had to bump the thermostat uh down to 78 in order to get the house to cool down to 80. So we didn't come home to melted toilets, thank goodness. Uh, no leaks or anything. We also have those sensors set around. So if a uh, sensor went off, we would we would probably be alerted because of a sound. Oh, one thing I screwed up though, and luckily the neighbors didn't say anything because I did text her and I told her, I said, I have a bunch of things set up in the house. You know, there might be alarms going off, you know, because I told her about the water sensors. What I neglected and I just, I you know, it was user error. I misread the instructions. I put the cameras into like away mode so that it would alert me. And like I, I enabled the alarms because, you know, if somebody were to come up and like tamper with them. But what I what I didn't realize was that I I ticked off a setting in the Eufy app that said something to the effect of like, if there's a sound trigger the alarm. And I didn't know that that's what I was doing. And so I had gotten video uh alert saying like the alarm went off and so i go and i play it and there's all the alarms going off the camera alarm in the living room the camera alarm in the front and i thought oh my god i wonder how many minutes that went off because it only plays you know a clip and i thought it's enough that they have to hear the dog barking when we're home but you know to have to hear these alarms going off but maybe she didn't say anything because i kind of gave her a heads up so she probably thought it mm. was she you know she would tell me if she was really concerned about something um, but none, I was looking for making sure that there wasn't any water leaks or anything while we were gone. I think we shut off. I think we did shut off the water line to one that has a potential to leak. So, but um, anyway, that's just to say that, you know, being able to look at the thermostat, being able to check in the home app to see what the temperature is, look at all the cameras, um, check the mailbox remotely with uh, informed delivery. I could basically like look on, look in on just about everything. And I just, you know, did that maybe once or twice a day, check in on it. And that gave me peace of mind. So I was really, I was really happy with the way that that worked out. I was really happy to have those, those remote tools. I definitely do that again. Now, now I can probably leave the house with a lot more peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Now you don't have your uh, thermostat. You don't have the smart thermostat yet, right? Not yet. That'll be the, that'll be the next thing you do, right? Because possibly cause when I you might go just away, buy it. the plants did not like 80 degrees. They were unhappy. 
So no melted toilets, but I did have some melted plants. But I think I'd rather have a melted plant than a, than a melted toilet. You know, priorities. We don't have plants, so no worries <laughs> there. I, I would just kill it. One of, my, so. one of these days, I'll come to my senses and just get the silk flowers. Yeah. Uh, I still... I'm a plant killer. Yeah. I, I'm still young and naive yet. <laughs> yeah. I think we covered the, everything. I think we did. Yeah. So if listeners wanted to give us game recommendations... Yes. Yeah. Or they wanted to give you a router information. Yes, please. Uh, router suggestion, I should say. How would they do so? Well, one of the ways you can do it is old school. You can email us. Our email address is podcast at com. You could go to the website geekyshowever.com and click the com- the contact tab and send us an email that way. Uh, you can tweet at us. You can follow us on Mastodon. If you want to tweet at us while Twitter, I don't know, is Twitter still around? <laughs> I haven't checked in so so long. Uh, We do have an account over there at Geekiest Show Ever. And then it's the same if you want to go to the cooler place uh, over on Mastodon. We are at Geekiest Show Ever at techhub.social. And you want to tell them where they can follow us? Mm -hmm. If you're on Twitter, I am at Elisa Paselli1. Melissa is at the Mac Mommy and also the MacMommy.com for all things Melissa. Mastodon, uh, I am at, at senseidai at mastodon.social. And Melissa is at the Mac Mommy at mastodon.cloud. Yes, The new one is Thread. Yeah. That has been put out by Zuckerberg and Facebook yeah. and Instagram. And yeah. I'm just walking on by. <laughs> I'm so over it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious about it just because I'm a I'm a geek, so I'll I'll look into it. I'll 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 check it out so you don't have to. <laughs> okay, not interested. We want to thank you so much for listening. We will see you back in a couple of weeks, and until then, please stay safe. Mm-hmm.